It's July 2019 and we have a solar eclipse happening that's going to set the stage for the next six months. We have a major transit of an outer body planet that's going to have an effect for the next five years. And we have three retrograde planets this month. So what can you do to work with all that energy and how can you make sure that you're harnessing these energies to help them best support you and your purpose and your mission and your direction in life well we'll talk all about that today on this episode of the quiet mind astrology podcast my name is jeremy devins and this is the quiet mind astrology podcast i've been studying astrology pretty much my whole life and vedic astrology in depth since 2011 i find it to be incredibly helpful one of the most valuable skills to understand myself to understand others and in this podcast i'll share what i've learned how to interpret charts, and how you can go from understanding your chart to improving your health, your relationships, your career. All aspects of your life are covered and acknowledged and addressed through Vedic astrology. I'll also show you meditations and yoga practices and things that you can do to support the most positive expression of these qualities in your life and avoid and work around the challenges and possible negative expressions of these planetary energies. If you like this podcast, you can support it by becoming a monthly support at as low as 99 cents a month up to 9.99 a month click the link in the episode description to do that or visit quietmind.yoga slash astrology where you can learn more about vedic astrology and download the free workbook the essential astrology keywords to quickly read a birth chart so you'll want that so you can look at your own rising sign sun sign and moon sign and see how that would play out in different signs and what signs you have and understand how to read charts for other people Again, you can get that at quietmind.yoga slash astrology or check out the show notes. All right, thank you for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. And I have a special sort of new approach that I'm going to share with you today. And that's that I'm going to actually be making a video of these readings as well with a little display so you can see the transits while I'm talking about them. So if you're just listening while you're driving or whatever, totally fine. You don't need to go to YouTube and check this out. But if you want to see what I'm talking about, you can go to the Quiet Mind Yoga YouTube channel and check out the July 2019 horoscope. You'll see that I have this app here called Planet Transit and it's on ios and i'm just going to click on that and open it and click on this little screen and it gives me a chart of exactly what's happening in the sky right now and i can actually click through to any date in history and the future and see where the planets are and where they will be you can even push this button at the bottom and see like a, a visual representation of the planet and it'll actually if you just leave it you'll watch it sort of uh continue to transit through the different signs. So what you're looking at, and again, if you're just listening, totally fine, but I have a Vedic astrology North Indian chart, and you can see it's in Aries, but you can change that to any sign. But we're gonna keep it in Aries just to keep it simple today. And we're not gonna worry about the rising sign or the houses, but we are gonna look at what planet is in what sign and how that affects all of us generally for the month of July and what's going on in general over like this year and there's some major transits going on that are going to have impact for several years as always and we'll talk about some of that stuff as well all right so 
here we are. I'm going to look at July 1st, and you can see what's going on in the sky right there. And this is based on astronomy calculations where the planets actually are in the sky. And you can use the night sky app to even verify that as, as well for yourself. This is not the Western astrology placements, which are based on a, uh, a placement in the sky that was created about 2000 years ago. Uh, this is where the actual planets are in the sky right now. So that's why I follow Vedic astrology. It's more accurate, more true to where the planets are in the sky. And what we look at here is I'm going to actually talk about the outer bodies now. So we've talked about that in this past season where I went through all of the bodies, the celestial bodies of Vedic astrology. From the sun all the way to the outer bodies of Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, which usually aren't part of Vedic astrology traditionally. Uh, but they, uh, in, in Vedic astrology, as I mentioned before, like, you can sort of calculate similar things. You can get similar sort of uh, readings without using them. And I've had readings without using them and it's very accurate. Uh, but you can also get some more detail and understand more like generational shifts and changes looking at the outer planets. I mean, they're there. You might as well take a look at them. And when I have, it's really interesting stuff you can find. Right, so I'm gonna start really zoomed out from what's happening with the furthest planet out, Pluto, all the way down to what's happening with the moon, the fastest moving body that we follow. So Pluto's in Sagittarius from 2006 to 2020. So that's ending next year. That's a big, big transit. There's a, some big shifts going on with uncovering the truth and depths of spiritual beliefs and what's going on underneath the surface in the spiritual communities. This is why we had that documentary, Wild Wild Country, come out. Things like Finding Neverland that are sort of bringing out the depths, uncovering Pluto is the lord of the underworld, and it's in Sagittarius where it's like our beliefs, our ideals, our thoughts about uh, religion, spirituality, all being, all the shadows, all the, the skeletons in the closet are being dug out. And here in Austin, actually, there's a major upheaval happening in one of the, like, the pillar cornerstone spiritual communities of Austin. That's, uh, it started 20 years ago, so before this transit, but this whole thing has you know, come to fore and it'll probably come to conclusion by next year in the end of this Pluto transit. So if you're watching in Austin, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, there is some hope and relief in that that's coming next year. Uh, but we see it, you know, in the stories of the altar boys, the very unfortunate, awful things that happened, you know. But it's it, that was all under the surface. That was all in the shadow. And, and Pluto has just brought it out to the light where Sagittarius is. Sagittarius is all like about adventure and exploration and, and expression. So you take the Lord of the Underworld out into expression and revealing. So now, here we go. We've got these things where we get to see what's actually going on behind closed doors and it's not so pretty, right? It's the shadows of things. It's the things we don't want to look at. But that's all been happening since 2006 and it comes to a conclusion next year. I'll talk more about that in a future video, but zooming in a little more, we got Neptune and Aquarius from December 2009 to April 2022, right? That's all about humanitarian growth, cultural awareness, understanding our place and culture. That's happening for all of us, getting to understand our actual impact on the environment, on other cultures understanding cultural appropriation, which I'm very conscious of sharing things from India when I'm not an Indian born person, not a native of India. Uh, so, I'm, you know, I'm very sensitive about what I share and how I share it and how I communicate these things because, uh, you know, it's all acquired knowledge for me that I've chosen to seek out and learn. Uh, and I think we can do those things 
in a way that's considerate of other cultures. And that's a big thing. That's a big common theme that's still going to be going on, you know, at least for another three years. Uh, you know, and it's not like it ever stops, but that's sort of like a main theme that's happening in culture right now for all of us. Uranus and Aries. So this just changed July 1st. Uranus moved into Aries. Uranus is about revolution and change and transformation and cultural shifts. Moving into the sign of Aries, that'll be there for about five years. So hopefully with the other stuff going on, maybe this could mean a transformation in the way that we look at war and military and things to do with war. It looks that's what Aries is all about. Maybe there could be a positive transformation there. Maybe there could be... Uh, you know, changes in the ways that the, all the all this money just goes to war in America in particular, and all this money goes to guns and funding wars and military and, and guns. Uh, maybe there will be a transformation there, right? So that's it's still just starting. So we'll see how this starts to play out. It'll be interesting to watch over the next five years. Uh, and more personally, there could be a transformation in the way that you approach your actions, your your initiation, uh, these qualities of Aries. Again, you can review that in the Aries episode if you're not sure. But ambition, drive, fire, all these qualities up for a review right now, up for a significant change if they haven't already recently changed. Maybe you change uh, you know, some habits you have in your life. Maybe just your general approach to things. I've, I got this really awesome planner system. Uh, so <laughs> that's sort of a nerdy way of, of, of approaching this where I feel like way more structured and focused and that warrior energy is directed towards my tasks and it's not so scattered as it has been in the past. So that's a positive expression of it that you could have. All right, Saturn is retrograde in Sagittarius since January 2017 until January next year. So we're almost to the end of this one. Saturn in Sagittarius is retrograde right now. So it's going back over and reviewing these things of qualities of Sagittarius, of spiritual beliefs, of your spiritual teachers, uh, pilgrimages, things like that, of uh, spiritual temples. If you have like a meditation practice or discipline or uh, spiritual beliefs that have maybe been upheaved recently, because that's very likely with all the other stuff going on. Uh, this is a time of like review, reflection, and integration of what have you learned from that? And what new disciplines do you want to put in place uh, by January 2020 when we move Saturn over into Capricorn, where it's going to be much more at home and that structure is going to be much easier to establish. But basically, all of your Sagittarius stuff has been kind of upheaved and dug out of the, the, the Pluto in Sagittarius, kind of dug, dug those skeletons out of the closet. Uh, so there it is for you to look at. Now you decide what to do with it. And it's there in front of you. It's out of the shadows. And then you get to set new disciplines to direct that energy coming into the next year. So we're right towards the end of that. So if it's if you're kind of in a, you know, it's been a tough year, tough two years since January, uh, I personally had a major shift around that time. Uh, my whole community and spiritual community was like totally shifted. So uh, this is sort of coming to a resolution by January. We're getting there. All right. And then Jupiter is currently in Scorpio from October to uh, November. Right. And if you're looking at the screen, looking at the app, you can see all these things. So the Pluto is the PL, the Neptune is NE, uh, the Uranus, UR, 
Saturn is the SA, and Jupiter is the JU in the eighth sign of the zodiac, Scorpio. All right, so this is all about reviewing. So we're still we're in a retrograde here. Jupiter's retrograde right now, so is Saturn. And these are in Vedic astrology traditionally that's as far out as you go. You go to Jupiter and Saturn because they're slow so slow moving. Uh, and they are considered the teachers. Jupiter in Sanskrit is literally guru, the teacher, one who brings lightness into the dark. So that's happening in Scorpio, and Scorpio is like all about the depths, the emotions, uh, deep, deep down stuff. This is a great time if you're not already doing some sort of deep journaling work, therapy work, any sort of deep therapeutic work down into the emotions. It's going to be really beneficial here and uncover that stuff and get it out and work through it uh, before November 2019. So this is the time to do it. It's ripe. So do it now and that can maybe bring about uh, like a sort of like I think of it like weeding kind of like you take out the weeds of your garden so things can really start to flourish towards the end of the year and into the next year. But if you don't take those weeds out now, you know, it's going to slow down everything coming forward. So you want to get those weeds out now while it's the, the perfect time to do it astrologically. All right, so zooming into just what's going on this year, 2019, all year, Saturn is with K2, opposed Rahu. K2 and Rahu are always opposite at the south and north node of the moon. But in general, overall, if I had to distill it down to just one thing to remember, to keep it simple, because Saturn with K2 can be a little bit scary, really, I think it's about taking small, focused steps. Just taking off little bites, right? How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Just taking little, small actions. Don't try to, you know, do everything because Saturn is opposite Rahu. Rahu just wants to be manic and obsessed and get things done and go. And Saturn's like, nope, slow down. Like, we're not going to do that. All right, so Saturn is uh, opposing it. So it's affecting Rahu. So Rahu wants to rush ahead and be impulsive and obsessive. And Saturn is saying, no, right, we're not going to do that. And it's with K2. So it's strengthening the K2 qualities, which are more about spiritual liberation and uh, it's saying, you know, this is a time for, like, with everything else, with all the Sagittarius stuff going on, to, like, review your spiritual beliefs, review your spiritual practices, refine them, and recommit to them. So you have this foundation. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. It could be, like, 10 minutes of meditation in the morning every day. Really simple, right? You, give the, you have that little structure. You give yourself that little discipline where you stay with that. And like you just make that small commitment, the small sacrifice of 10 minutes of your day. And, you know, it just gives you back these rewards where you don't like things aren't as difficult. Like your mind is not as dissipated and scattered. You're not as easily hooked onto obsessing about things. You're not as easily distracted. Right. You're just taking small little steps. Right. So that 10 minutes, I, I really like that because it kind of sets you on this, um, it primes your brain to be thinking, okay, I can just do 10 minutes of this. Just do 10 minutes of this. And that's really harnessing the Saturn with K2 energy of, okay, I'll just take this small step here. I'll just send this one little email, just write this one little letter or write this, you know, do this little task and not make it a big deal where it gets scary because Saturn can bring about restriction and limitation and K2 can bring about separation and detachment which can just make us be like, oh, I just can't, I can't even, <laughs> I can't, I literally can't even, all right, that's the first time I've said that, so it's on record, uh, I literally can't even, that's Saturn and K2, uh, so 
instead of that, it's just, oh, I can do 10 minutes of this. I can clean, you know, for 10 minutes. So it doesn't just accumulate and then just like knocks us out and, and wears us out. All right. So that's what's going on generally this year. And what happened last month, we had Mars going to Cancer. So that's Mars debilitation. So even more so of this like Mars action, initiation, warrior in Cancer, emotions, maternal qualities, softness, suppleness, sweetness, right? So there's a conflict there. And the way I like to work with that is just work from home, like Mars, action, initiation, warrior energy, Cancer, the home, maternal, loving, soft energy. So work at home, get the soft, cushy stuff around your computer and just work in your bed. You know, that's get the softness, you get the warrior energy, put it together, and it's not a big struggle, right? It's not like you're trying to um, uh, take a bunch of action, but it's like it's not coming out clearly. And, you know, that's what could happen here is where you get frustrated, you could have emotional outbursts, especially with what I'm going to talk about in a minute here. So Mercury, and this is another, I'll get back to that, but Mercury is another big thing that's happening uh, uh, this month is Mercury is going retrograde. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that now. So Mercury is going retrograde on July 8th. And if I, uh, so if you watch on the screen, if you watch the app here, I'm going to go to July 8th and you're not actually going to see the retrograde here unless I bring up this. So, so watch Mercury. It's going so now. So from last month, Mercury is going forward, and then it's going back. So from July eighth, it starts to go back. All right. So you can see that it's it's kind of mixed in there because there's a lot of stuff going on in Cancer this month. So that's what this month is really going to be about is Cancer. Uh, but anyway, July 8th is when Mercury goes retrograde. So you want to make sure as best you can, you get you take care of whatever uh, communications you need to before then. Uh, if there's any sort of significant communications, contracts to sign, things like that, you want to get that done before Mercury goes retrograde. And if you try to do it during Mercury retrograde, fine. It's not the end of the world, but you're probably going to make some mistakes, some typos, some oversights have to renegotiate things. Uh, I've personally tested this and started many things during Mercury Retrograde, tried to buy a computer. It all just got super delayed and complicated and it can get frustrating. So especially with what's going to be happening with Mars there too, so it can get really frustrating. So if you can take care of the communications, the business stuff and the contracts before then, or wait until after uh, on August, second is when august 1st is when it goes direct so you can get it done right now this week or wait until the beginning of august to do that kind of stuff the mercury business communication contract kind of stuff uh, i think you'll be a little less frustrated things will go a little bit smoother again if you're having a meditation practice every day though it's almost like you're paying your penance like you're doing your part uh, to surrender to the universe so you're not going to get in your own way as much you're kind of just getting into the flow of the universe and you're trusting whatever needs to happen will happen and you're less likely to get sucked into that drama and conflict and challenge of, uh, of kind of fighting this mercury retrograde there's a lunar eclipse on july 2nd in ardra Ardra is all about major changes, can bring about good fortune as well, and can bring about uh, major business decisions. So again, this first week of July, great time for all that kind of stuff. 
and it can again if there's things aren't changing already they're gonna they're gonna be some significant changes this month or really soon right and it could be around uh, business it could be around your spiritual beliefs your spiritual practices your spiritual teachers uh, any sort of travel right these sort of things are all likely to be significantly affected the full moon is on the 16th it's always a good time to pause and review as oh i'll show you on the app here if you're watching that's uh sun the moon see how the moon mo goes to the sun and that's on july 2nd so that's the uh, lunar eclipse so the sun or the uh, moon is between the earth and the sun and then we go to the full moon on the 16th and we see um, the moon is opposite the sun so the moon's over there in sagittarius so again if you haven't already again, do some sort of mid-year review i'm a huge fan of this it's super helpful to getting clear on uh, your choices your direction your intentions the new moon uh, or the full moon rather is always a great time for review and reflection and with the three retrograde planets this month mercury jupiter and saturn some significant retrograde energy going on this month review reflect uh, figure out what's worked for you figure out what's not working and at the end i'll give you the uh, really good simple practice you can do it's like a really simplified version of what i do next big thing going on is if we go to the 17th sun enters cancer with mercury and mars you see sun mercury and mars together that number four cancer all right so this is where again i mentioned before uh, mars can get a little frustrated just mercury retrograde on its own can be frustrating but then you add mars the warrior there and the sun which can add combustion which can add even more energy to it uh, it's can be a lot of fiery energy in the watery sign of cancer this means emotional outbursts anger frustration getting hangry so make sure you're eating well make sure you're getting the food you need the nutrition the water uh, drinking lots of water especially here in the summertime and uh, then the next big thing here is over on the 24th where Venus joins that party and Venus is all about love and beauty and art and appreciating things and uh, it's here in with all this action <laughs> the Mercury retrograde the Mars the Sun in Cancer the best possible uh, expression of this would be artistic creativity and even more so in business pursuits so if you want to do like some creative advertising or some creative marketing or uh, creative projects not the best time to start all that but maybe continue and bring some sort of conclusion to all that uh, in this time in particular so venus there it just brings a love of beauty and creativity and arts into that mix so hopefully with the venus and cancer you can find a way to uh, kind of cool off that excess fire of the sun and mars and uh, put it all together to be very creative and artistic in your work so if you're not already doing that just look at you know where can i be a little more creative in my work where can i be a little more playful where can i bring some art and expression into this these these four bodies together really want to be expressive like if they're not being expressive you're going to be frustrated that's a recipe for frustration if you're just like going to work and being told what to do all the time you're going to be frustrated so if you have a job where you can't get your artistic expression out in that work 
maybe go to a hobby, do something playful, fun, and expressive uh, to get this energy out and use it positively. Then the last big thing going on this month is the new moon. So I'll go ahead here to the 31st. So we actually have two new moons in one month. And that's considered a black moon, uh, the second new moon. So you see it back there in Gemini. Yeah, so again, this is more of the time uh, so with Mercury about to go direct and the new moon uh, right around that same time. This is the good time to start things. So take everything you've learned this month about what has worked and you've reviewed and reflected on uh, the past year or the past six months or so and had some rejuvenation time, stayed hydrated, got your creative expression out, and now what do you want to do for the next month or even the next six months or even as far as the next five years because of that big Uranus transit in Aries. So those are great things to consider, right? And so I just want to give you like the key main points here to take away from this is really like your small choices right now matter and they're going to have ripple effects for six months up to at least five years, you know, and really everything we do, it's always affecting our future. So just know that right now, even the little choices you make, like maybe changing your morning routine, drinking a little more water, uh, finding a small little hobby to express yourself. It might seem small and insignificant right now, but it's likely going to have significant effects over the next six months and possibly over the next five years, if not more, uh, because of this big the big changes happening right now and especially through towards the end of the year we're in a big change we're in a big time of change right now uh, so especially with that eclipse anytime there's an eclipse that's a great time for significant reflection maybe significant changes if that feels appropriate for you but at least some major looking at what's going on and how you want to work with it and what intentions you want to set uh, right now again another sort of main takeaway is your actions, you can have like emotional outbursts right now and your actions are gonna, like your feelings and actions are very closely tied right now with all this energy in Cancer and the, the Mars there and the Sun there. So this can be impulsive, this can be frustrated, this can be anger outbursts, or it can be very emotionally intuitive and in tune sort of action where you're very aware of what you need and what other people need and you're taking the necessary steps to uh, make that happen, taking the action, bringing the action in support of these maternal qualities of your emotions, your intuition, your insights, and your intentions that hopefully you've set here, uh, which if you haven't already, again, I'll give you the exercise in just a minute here. Uh, another key takeaway here is really uh, take your own advice. So if you have like some high spiritual beliefs, if you're suggesting other people should be this way or this needs to change, Start with yourself, right? As Gandhi said, be the change you want to be in the world. With all this upheaval of spiritual beliefs, like that's the best place to start. Look at what advice you're giving others, what you believe others should do. And if you're not doing that already, implement that in your life and be an example. And those things, people will be inspired by who you are and how you are. And that's going to have more significant change than telling people how to be or you know getting into this sort of these miscommunications of the Mercury retrograde, the frustrations of the Mars there, all that stuff. So you're likely to have a high intuition right now. So use it for perceiving what's working and what you want to improve. And with all that, the last thing, just watch your digestion. So make sure you're drinking lots of water. Uh, but there are some indications you could have stomach ailments this month. 
So if, if that is an issue for you, make sure to be more mindful of that this month. All right, so the last thing is the practice I mentioned, and it's just like a simple sort of year review. So you look at what's worked, like your successes or your wins. You look at the lessons that you've learned, any significant things that you've picked up that you want to keep and implement going forward. And then this phrase, KISS. So keep, improve, stop, and start. What do you want to keep? What's working? What do you want to improve that's kind of working? What do you want to stop that you know is not working? And what do you want to start that you think would be in support of your intentions? All right, so that's the whole review I suggest. If you haven't done it already, just looking back at the last six months and then looking ahead to the next six months with this eclipse sort of transit point. And because of last month was the summer solstice, the midpoint of the year. So these are it's an awesome time to do a mid-year review and plan the next six months. So the wins, successes, the lessons you've learned, and KISS, the keep, improve, stop, and start. All right, so I hope this is helpful for you. And if you want to uh, get a free PDF guide to how to interpret a chart quickly using some astrology keywords, you can go to quietmind.yoga slash astrology to get that free guide. And next month, come back here. We're going to be talking about when Mercury goes direct and how you can use that energy of communication to move forward and get out of the, maybe you feel stuck or in miscommunications, move forward from that. Mars moves into Leo, so we get even more support of taking action. And Jupiter goes direct, so all that spiritual confusion and upheaval of beliefs starts to pan out. And we start to get more clear on our spiritual beliefs and direction and remove any doubts or fogginess in that area. So I hope this is helpful for you. And again, go to quietmind.yoga astrology to get your free guide to have the, see the astrology keywords to quickly interpret a birth chart. All right, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast where we're talking all about the summary of the outer bodies of all the bodies of the celestial bodies of planets of Vedic astrology. All right, see you there.